Hi, I'm Kendra Corman, the host of Imperfect Marketing. If you're a solopreneur, small business owner, or a marketer, you know marketing is far from a perfect science. And that's why this podcast is called Imperfect Marketing. Here you will hear from marketing experts and successful business owners about their marketing tips and, of course, their lessons learned along the way. Welcome back to another episode of Imperfect Marketing. I'm your host, Kendra Corman, and today I have Kane Barron with me. He manages the UK's largest podcast agency and is the host of the number one podcast, The Podcasters Podcast. So clearly we're going to be talking about podcasting today. Welcome, Kane. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for coming and joining me. So podcasting is a huge trend right now. Tons of people are jumping on the bandwagon. I think that there are people who are concerned it's overcrowded, people underestimating the amount of work that's involved, people starting for a bunch of different reasons. Why did you get started into podcasting? So I started my podcast because it's based on my business, which is what I recommend for most people. I think most people, if you want to interview inspiring people, then that's great. If you don't really have a following, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. If it's related to your business, I think that's much easier to grow and you don't need an enormous audience. So my business was editing, production, marketing for podcasts. So our company, Progressive Media, launched January 2016. And then it wasn't until 2021 that I launched the Podcasters podcast. I'd been within the space a little while before we did it myself. I think that's good because you got a good lay of the land and understood a bit what was expected, right? And a little bit of the flow and you got to see what was working and what wasn't working. I was talking not too long ago to another guest who was talking about being a guest on podcasts. And we talked about how valuable it is to be a guest if you're thinking about doing a podcast because it gives you a really good feel for what's involved and the flow and how things go what are your thoughts on that yeah i recommend podcasting or being a guest on podcasting as the best organic strategy for podcasters to grow their audience anyway. It's going to be pretty rare that most people go from, okay, oh, I've posted on Instagram for a 30 second reel. I'm going to listen to your hour long podcast now. No, I'm opening Instagram because I've got a meeting in two minutes and I can't just sit with my own thoughts. So it's like people just scroll in between tasks. Now, will some people going from social to podcast? Yes, probably, but not a big percentage. So I think leverage somebody else's audience. If 100% of the people you're going to reach is going to be a podcast listener, right? They're going to, if you go on podcasts within your niche or like a similar slight overlap niche, they're going to be interested in what you have to say. So as long as you're good enough personality or you provide enough value, they're probably going to come over to yours anyway. So it is really good for marketing and growth. But yeah, absolutely. If you're just cutting your teeth and you think, okay, I'm thinking about this then at least you can find out what that experience is. Okay, so right now we're we're on Riverside. If I wasn't a podcaster, I wouldn't have known what that was. Okay, so I can see this interface. What's this like? What's the format? What questions do they ask me? What equipment are they using? And, and it does give you a bit of a try before you buy it. So I, I love it. And I loved a couple of things that you were talking about there. So one is about value, right? And then also with guesting, you're reaching people that are listening to podcasts. Because I find that... Not everybody understands 
how to access podcasts if they don't listen to them. Yeah, which is I, shocking. I think that's true. Yeah, so I think it's going to take a little while for it to catch up with all generations, for sure. And that's quite common. Up. It's one of those things that when you look at the Joe Rogan's, right, I've been doing it for 15 years. Oh, it's been around forever. It's, yeah, not really. It's only really been around for five or six years. The vast majority of people, Joe Rogan didn't know he had a podcast when he launched, right? He was just doing some videos. I think educating your audience on what it is really important. Like even now, if I'm at a family function, they're like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, I work in radio. Because you can't be asked to, to explain <laughs> it. I, I think you're right. And that's a really good point that you bypass that educating process of telling your audience what it is. And it's just like, you're already here. You're already on the app, two taps, and you can subscribe to my show. That simple. And it cuts out so much time without a doubt. If you want to grow, it doesn't just have to be for podcasters. If you're just trying to grow your brand as an authority, go on a podcast. Like one of the best things about it is long form where you don't have to be worried about, is my editing engaging enough that people are consuming five seconds so the algorithm pushes it out a little bit more. That if you're trying to become a thought leader or you're trying to grow your brand, go on a bunch of podcasts where you can ramble for 20 minutes and then hopefully there's some gems in there and then people will follow you. No, I agree with that. And talking about the long form content, it really gives you time to build that know and trust factor. So let's talk about a lot of people have been starting businesses and trying to get out there, trying to establish themselves on their own, leaving corporate, whatever it happens to be, if they don't have an audience themselves, outside of like mom, dad, their husband and kids, their wife and kids, or spouse and kids, or whatever it happens to be, or no kids and nieces and nephews, outside of that close family and neighbors group, how does someone go about starting a podcast and building an audience? Yeah, so... I think first of all, you just need to start it. The best way to really grow it is first of all, being very good at copy or finding someone that's very good at copy. I think discoverability on these platforms isn't great, but if your titles and show notes are detailed and optimized, then, and also your content being niche enough. So I use this example, if I'm doing training on podcasts, if you're doing let's say, a marketing podcast, that's great, but the thing that you specialized in is growing mom and pop shops, right? So small brands, or let's say you're really good at getting more appointments for dentists, for example, like if your information that you've got is really niche, make sure all of your content and the name of your show reflects it. And then you can actually get found fairly easily just through people searching questions, right? And, and that helps. Second thing is, if it's niche enough, Chances are there's going to be ready-made communities such as subreddits, Facebook groups, in-person events, which is almost weird to say nowadays, but you could go to networking events. And using that same example with bits, I'm doing marketing and ads for dentists to get more patients and more leads. Great. Go to a dentist conference, go to a Facebook group for dentist owners and be like, oh, I've got podcasts that solves your problem. There's the two ways. And then the third one being, is there an online niche? Go on their podcast, but don't repeat myself too much. So there's the three quickest ways to grow a brand new show if you haven't already got a big following. So I really like that. I, I like the fact that you're talking about being niche because, again, there's groups where you can go and talk about your podcast and grow your audience. And then 
You've got ways that you can resonate with people right off the bat. So that really helps you, makes it easier for you to be found. And it also really helps you with your content calendar. So when you're building out your podcast, I build mine out in Excel. When I build out my Excel, I've got my little chunks of content about email marketing, podcasting, self-care and productivity are my are four of my big pillars right now. And sticking to those, it lets my audience know what they're going to get too. Because people yeah, sure. they have expectations when they tune in and One of the things that I've told a few people that have asked me about starting podcasts, talking about expectations, is that you should launch with about four episodes to start with so that they can get a good feel for what your content is. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so anyone we work with, we have a rule of 10. So we go live with six and then we have a month in the bank just so they can lean lean back on them. Completely agree. So I refer to your first six as your pillar contents. It's the breadth and depth of what you talk about. So on the podcast, the podcast, we do, it's me and a co-host, but sometimes we do interviews, but we talk about marketing, equipment and tech, monetization, interview techniques, and finding guests and collaborations. So my first six episodes was one on equipment, one on marketing, one on monetization. One was with a guest to explain that we do interviews as well occasionally. And again, people come land on that when you push them to it on your launch, then they're, oh, okay, I get a good understanding of what's going to be here. Then on the point of being niche with that content, I always use the analogy of a Netflix series. If I was to say to you, right, here's my favorite show in the world. It's got a bunch of seasons, 10 episodes in season, and you only liked one out of the 10 episodes, you're not going to watch season two. And that's for a broad content is if you're talking about this one week and that next week and this next week and you're all over the place, you're only going to be serving your audience one every four, five, 10 weeks, right? So be niche so that you talk to the same people every single week and then they'll come back. And that's how you build that loyal audience. Yeah, no, I really like that. I think that there's a lot of value there. I like the idea of, again, of being niche, of understanding your target audience, understanding the type of content that they're looking for and what they want, I think is really helpful. And that's why I'm always focused on things that'll help small business owners get their get their stuff. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about marketing your podcast. So we talked a little bit about marketing it in areas where there's already groups and Facebook groups and subreddits and think conferences, things like that. One of the things that you said was someone's not going to go from watching something necessarily on Instagram straight over to your podcast, right? So how do you build your audience or how do you leverage social media with, how do you recommend people leverage social media with their podcast? So it's going to be one of those things where it's a really small conversion. So I recommend that everyone does a video version of the podcast and you're taking at least, so let's say that's 60 minutes. If our team's repurposing that, that's at least a daily vertical clip, so TikTok real style. And that same clip with the same caption will go on Facebook, Instagram Reels, it'll go on Twitter, it'll go on YouTube, it'll go on TikTok, make it really simple for yourself. And then normally get those best bits that are five to 10 minutes, put those excerpts on YouTube and those sort of lead into the funnel, the full version of your podcast, which you'd also go on YouTube. YouTube, really, if somebody's listening there, that's the same as a podcast listener, right? 
to be honest. It's they're listening to the whole thing. And then the clips, some of them will then go to YouTube. Some of them will go to the podcast. Some of them will just consume that podcast through daily 67 clips, right? And there's nothing you can do about it. They're not podcast listeners, whatever. But at least just of serving some version of that same content to them. Really, it's not any secret source or anything like that. It's just do a video version, clip it up, post it every single day, everywhere. And that's actually way less effort than trying to think of content for Facebook day. And now Threads is coming out, so learning that. And then what am I doing on TikTok? So ignore all that. Just do long form content, chop it up and put the same stuff everywhere. It works. It does. It does. And it's efficient and it's effective mm. and it saves you time. And as entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, small business owners, we're always looking to get more time in our day, right? Because we don't have enough time to do all of the different things. And I think leveraging long form content is a great way to do that. And podcasting gives you so many different things from the audio to the video to the clips that you can make. I We were just talking about how you were a year into it before you started the video version of your podcast. I was the same. I just started it at episode 101 and launched the YouTube channel for the podcast. Because, and I actually have people that are listening inside podcast apps or directories, and I also have them listening on YouTube. It just depends on the day and where they're at. And it's the same people. And I know this because they tell me that which is nice to know, right? Some research. What have you been finding? Are people loyal to one podcast system or do you see them switching around a lot? Yeah, I think most people that, that we've seen stick to their one. I think podcasting, and what's really powerful about it is it's part of someone's routine, whereas social media is when it's convenient to the person. Whereas most podcasters, it's fit to their routine. Okay, I'm driving to pick up kids from school or I'm going to the gym or I'm doing a chore. Therefore, it's part of their habit. It's a ritual. So I'm the same, right? I listen to nine podcasts and I listen to them at the same time of day, same day of the week, every single week. Unless I'm on holiday and my routine's out of whack, but that's it, right? It, it's non-negotiable and it's not like a chore, but it's just accidentally happened that way. So from what I've seen anyway, there'll be some outliers Generally, if someone's listening on Apple, they're listening there. If they're listening on YouTube, they're listening there. Uh, and we can see that because most people we work with, if you look at their hosting site and their analytics, their data is pretty much always slow and steady up and to the right, right? It's almost linear growth, whereas YouTube seems to be way more jumpy. So you can get some good growth, but one video will pop and then that adds 50% to your subscribers. And you do that a couple of times a year. They seem to be more casual listeners. But that's probably just because YouTube pushing it out to strangers, right? Whereas people that listen to your podcast, though. Fans and podcast listeners, they are more loyal than, I would say, the average social media person, follower, whatever. And you really are building a relationship with them through the audio, different audio platforms you're putting it on. Yeah, 100%. I, I suppose just logically, if you're looking at social media, even if I follow you, religiously and you upload every day let's say you put the 60 seconds and you break that down with fluffy editing and, and whatever i'm listening to you a few hours in a year but if i'm listening to you an hour every week and last like the average podcast right that's over 50 hours a year 
there's people that I would invite to my wedding or funeral that I don't spend that much time with in a year. And if somebody's then not only spending that time with you, i.e. you're listening to them, but they're providing you enough value that you've gone out and implemented and it's worked, or they're entertaining you as you listen, then that's really going to land home with them, right? It's going to build a very strong connection with them that no other content really can replicate. If someone's listening to this and they're on the fence about whether or not they should be starting a podcast because they don't like the sound of their voice or they don't, they think that podcasting is too crowded or there's too many podcasts in their niche, what advice do you have for them to get them to go that next? 90% of podcasts don't make it to episode three and 90% of those don't make it to episode 20. Oh, by the way, if you... Been podcasting for six months. Congratulations on being in the one percent. That's awesome. But it's not as overcrowded as people think. The data's skewed. They say there's six million. Everyone's got a different number, by the way. There's six million podcasts. There's there's been six million podcasts. There's not six million podcasts. So from I think it was Edison or, or somebody I saw at the beginning of this year. There's less podcasters now than there was in 2020, and there's less than a quarter of a million active. So let's look at that in different regions, different languages, different niches. And then within niches, you've got sub niches, right? So within marketing, you've got creators and with creators, you've got podcasting, right? So I've got like a super niche within the marketing sphere. It's not complete is the answer. And a lot of the podcasts I work with, once we've worked a little bit on just niching them down a bit more than their initial idea, they're the first to do it. And that happens every week because we're still early. And also nobody likes the sound of their own voice. It's horrible that you could get over it. And you will, you will, but it's, <laughs> and that's, it's one of those things. So I think the real answer is, can you afford not to? Because the competition's not as low as you think. So there's less podcasters now than in 2022, but there's four times as much ad spend. So for me, that smells like an opportunity. And even if you don't do it just to, let's say, have a good podcast or to monetize through podcasting. If you want to grow your brand through content, it will still save you time just doing long form so that you can chop it up, even if it's just for the sake of it. So you're missing out if you don't have one. I am 100% with you. So first off, I've had several people tell me that they like the sound of my voice. I hate listening to myself. So I hired a podcast editor because I don't want like listening to myself. Um, So I think it happens to everybody. I think we just judge ourselves a little bit more than others. I have two podcasts in that six million because I did. I had one that faded around episode seven. I wasn't really excited about it. I didn't have a fully defined plan and I winged it and it was not good. And I don't recommend that. So I, I recommend having a plan, having your niche, building it out, having what you want to get out of it, really have an understanding for where you want to go with it. But I agree with you 100%. Pod fading is real and it's a serious, uh, I'd say, epidemic in the yeah. podcasting industry. But I think it's it's really good to have that fresh look at it and to take a look at it, not from the numbers perspective, but from what's really happening and how much opportunity there is in this space. Yeah, for sure. So one thing that I share with people that seems to get them quite excited. So when I launched my podcast, I wasn't on social media. But I was for not really like friends and family, like you said earlier, and they're all private accounts, did nothing. So when I launched my podcast, I had to rely on 
mostly DM campaign target DM people. And, and that was basically it. And then SEO. So the day that I launched the podcast podcast, it got 114 downloads. It still got to number one when we launched. And seven days later, so we released six episodes on day one. A week later, we released episode seven. I then made a sale into our, so Progressive Media is a podcasting production and marketing agency. We made a sale, 10,000 units. And that's from a gent in America. Now has the Coffee 101 podcast. So that was somebody that I'd never met on the other side of the globe, had listened to a podcast that I barely pushed because I didn't have a following. It's just good content. And then you follow the steps to actually get podcasts out there. And you then monetize it. So the problem is, is things like YouTube and TikTok skew up reception. You think, oh, a, a million. Actually, most people aren't even pleased with a million views now because it's happened so common, commonly. But it's more about the who with the podcast than the how many. And that's why when I talk to people about podcasting, it's generally, it's a passion project. Okay, fine. Enjoy it. Let's just not even look at the numbers. But if you're doing the podcast to make money, let's relate it to your business. Because if you have a few hundred people, that's all you need to make some really big cash. So one of the really weird podcasts we've worked on is about the mining industry in the UK, right? So it, it, audio only podcast, I guess about 500 listeners, unique listeners, an episode. That's not groundbreaking, but that is probably a huge percentage of the higher up professionals in the UK mining industry. It's not a big industry. Right. So I don't like to look at it as how many followers. It's firstly, what's the quality of them? But what's the percentage of my niche that I'm capturing? I love that. I love because it, it doesn't come down. It comes down to results, not numbers in the world That's of podcasting. It. I've gotten clients from my podcast. I've gotten I've grown my email list from my podcast for people downloading some of my freebies and things like that. There's a ton of ways to grow your audience and to grow your business leveraging podcasting. And you don't need a million downloads every episode to get there. And I think that's really important to note. Yeah, for sure. And do you think people overcomplicate it? I deliver a lot of training about podcasting. That is part of our business. So I preach a lot. So occasionally I like to do challenges with students and be like, okay, let's race. So a couple of weeks ago, I started a brand new Instagram account. I didn't tell anybody about it. I took repurposed podcast content that was over six months old. And I uploaded those clips to this brand new Instagram account. First one, got about 400 views. Next one, 35,000 views, 25,000 views, 15,000 views. And I think in our first 10 clips, we had two flop and the third and the other eight were 15,000 views or above. And by the way, there's no hashtags, there's no magic secret sauce, right? It's purely just, here's a content, here's a one sentence caption, upload it every day. So people really do overcomplicate it. And then I think they get that paralysis of, oh, it's too complicated. I won't even bother. Whereas actually, if you just do the podcast, talk about the thing that you know, and organically as well, which I think is good about podcasting. I think when some people try and do content for social media, they put on a persona and it's really inauthentic. And if you spoke to them separately, you'd be like, oh, okay, this isn't you at all. But in a podcast, you're so natural and you just talk how you normally do. I would probably get an editor if you can, because then they can, they can make you sound a little bit smoother than you actually are. But you think a lot of my episodes are 15 minutes. A bit. My editor is really good at 
condensing the main takeaway of that episode into 30 to 40 seconds. So don't overcomplicate it. Just daft it. Right, first of all, start now, get perfect later, and then just, I'm inherently lazy. Do a video podcast, chop it up, put it everywhere. If you want to grow your brand, that is the secret. I love that. That's perfect. Kane, thank you so much for sharing so much great information with us. Before I let you go, I do want to ask you the question I ask all of my guests. This, that is that this podcast is called Imperfect Marketing, and that may be a little bit about what you're just covering. But what's been your biggest marketing lesson learned? That is the one is start now, get perfect later. Theory is great, but it is just theory. So algorithms change with the time as well. So especially on social, especially when growing your brand, podcasting is a bit more stable. So you really have to actually be doing it to figure it out. Because you can learn from the best, but you're still going to have to test and tweak and change things on the fly. And I remember way back when Clubhouse was a thing, right? I remember I was speaking to somebody and they're like, I've just done my 20th test recording. I'm almost ready to launch. It's like, oh my God. So just imagine if you recorded 20 episodes and be okay if the first 10 were really crap and the next 10 were a little bit better, but you would have already started to have an audience. And they could have told you how you could improve. Because the thing is, you think it might be perfect. You launch it and then the market goes, that sucks. But because the thing is, your podcast might be your baby, but if it hasn't got listeners, <laughs> that baby's not worth anything. So I think, yeah, start now, get perfect later. Just trial it. And the criticism you think you might get in your head is only in your head, right? It, it rarely actually happens. I've got a couple, but... I've actually seen the couple that I've got are from big creators that are just doing it because they need to be seen to be commenting on things because it's good for the algorithms, right? It's good for it's good for my push. It's good for my algorithm. So don't worry about it. So you start now, get perfect later. I love that. I love that. And that's a big piece of what imperfect marketing is about, getting it done, not perfect, moving forward and growing your business. So thank you so much, Kane, for your time and all of your insights on podcasting. I hope that all of those listening or watching on YouTube got a lot out of this episode. And if you did learn something, it would really help me out if you would rate and subscribe wherever you're listening or watching. So thank you so much again for tuning into another episode of Imperfect Marketing. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Imperfect Marketing. Be sure to subscribe and visit KendraCorman.com slash Imperfect Marketing to view the show notes of all my podcast episodes. See you next week. Same time, same place.